0: Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Kerriger. Man, we're so excited to be back with you on this 150th. Podcast, and uh, it's an honor to be out sharing the airwaves with you guys. We love hearing from you. Make sure you drop us a line. With me, as always, is my friend and co-host uh, Stephanie Wesco And Stephanie, how are you?
1: I am doing pretty well this morning.
0: So just to just to let everything out there today and what's been going on, we have uh, we have just written almost a whole song. Uh, sitting here preparing for this podcast. That's how good God is, and the book of Job is just filled with melodies and things we want to sing, and it's filled with bad stuff, but when it points toward God as his witness, the witness being in heaven, and uh, when, when he says his witness is in heaven, when there's recorders on high, uh, when it's about God, it's not about these other guys. Give him a little bit of time. All he needs is a little bit of time, and and uh, and he's going to be back, and when we got God, all we need sometime is a little bit of time. Our, our testimonies of Important, our witnesses important, our uh, the way we handle ourselves, the things we go through. And, and, and friends, I think this book of Job is just loaded with information uh, for those with hurting hearts, those who work with people with hurting hearts, for all of us. It's just, it's just smack full. And uh, I, I had no idea it would be this awesome. And, uh, but here we are in chapter 17. And, and uh, I, I don't know, Stephanie, I mean, what do you think set us off with the song? On uh, uh, verse six, on chapter sixteen, uh, what do you do? You think it was that that verse number nineteen that changed everything, or?
1: Yeah. Yep. I think it was verse nineteen. I think is one of the most beautiful verses in the book. That quite honestly, I had missed the significance of. I think in the past because I haven't read this book from this perspective in a while.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Um, Sometimes it's good to slow down and not read four or five chapters at once. It's good to go a lot slower and catch these nuggets. But um, the fact that every one of us who is in the midst of a trial or has been falsely accused can say, my witness is in heaven and my record is on high. My friends scorn me, but mine I poureth out tears unto God. And to know that we have that intercede that we have we have our Savior, we have the Holy Spirit um, interceding on our behalf, and Christ prays for us. Yeah. And to know that we have that one pleading for us, that one that allows us in His grace and love to be clothed in His righteousness as His children. I mean, I think that's something
0: worth singing about. You know, I want to stop and just sing right now, but we can't. Here we are in God's word. (laughs) And what cruises along? We're in chapter 17. And, and this is, you know, Job's appealing to God. He was in real good places in 16. He was in some dark places in 16. And, folks, that's what trials look like. We have to force ourselves. We have to force ourselves to be right with God, to get right with God, to act right with God, to be in God's word. And, uh, and Job is in a rough place, folks. He's in a really rough place. Uh, he's lost parts of his heart, 10 parts of his heart. He's lost his cattle. He's lost his ranch. And, and here we are in verse number 17, and Job continues. And I think right here in this 151st podcast that Job is appealing to God right here. It says, my breath is corrupt. My days are extinct. The graves are ready for me. So all of a sudden, from 16 to 17, we go to a place where there's a lot more despair, and and there are there are there are not markers with me, and doth not mine and that was a question, we know there are, and doth not mine eye continue in their provocation? Lay down now, put me in a surety with thee. Who is he that will strike hands with me? For thou hast hid their heart from understanding, therefore shall thou not exalt them? He that speaketh flattery to his friends, even the eyes of his children shall fail. He hath made me also a byword of people, and in aforetime I was as a tabret. Mine eye also is dim by reason of sorrow, and all my members are as a shadow. Upright men shall be astonished at this, and innocent shall steer up himself against the hypocrite. The righteous also shall hold on his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. But as for you all, do ye return and come now, for I cannot find one wise man among you. Taking a slap at the boys right there. My days are past. My purposes are broken off. Even the thoughts of my heart, they change the night into day and the light is short because of darkness. If I wait, the grave is mine house. I have made my bed in the darkness. I have said to corruption, thou art my father. To the worm, thou art my mother and my sister. And where is now my hope? As for my hope, who shall see it? They shall go down to the bars of the pit. And when our rest together is in the dust. Man, Stephanie, Job goes to a real real dark place. He's talking about the back, looking back. He's looking back. And uh, there's an old Christian singer out there somewhere that sang a song, Don't Be Looking Back. I remember that in a church one time. Made no sense. It wasn't very good, but the message was good. He could sing. His wife couldn't sing. He wasn't a very good piano player, uh, uh, a guitar player. She couldn't play the piano. But anyway, the message of uh, there's no looking back. In the Army, they they have a cadence. There ain't no use in looking back. Jody's got your Cadillac. This idea that this dude named Jody comes along and and hooks up with your wife or girlfriend and steals your car. And there ain't no use in looking down. There ain't no discharge on the ground. Well, that's some pretty negative stuff, but that's where Job is. Job is in the place where there ain't no use in looking back. Job is saying, look at the things I had. Look at the things before I got stuck in this pit. Uh, I mean, what are you thinking here, Stephanie? He's appealing to God, but he sure is in a weird place.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it, God was breaking Job, um, or he was allowing Job to be broken, however you choose to put that. At the very least, God was allowing this. Um, and Job is just going on and on here about um, how people, I think, you know, people were hearing what was happening to Job. And he's, he says that God's made him a byword of the people. Whereas before he was, he was esteemed. He was, um, somebody yeah. that people like, wow, you know, when they talked of Job, there was this awe and now he's a byword. Now he's the word that's whispered. Now he's the word on the street. That's everybody doesn't want to really say out loud because what do we say, and, um, He's honest. Again, we come back to Job is just honest. He says, my eye also is dim by reason of sorrow, and all my members are as a shadow. And I think there's a very real sense um, when you have been through trauma. Um, I I would think you have probably had this after Willie died too, but yeah. where you're in your body, you know, you're alive. You're going, you know, you're going through the motions of whatever but you feel like you're in your own shadow. Like you feel like you're really dead inside and it's just your body's doing things that need to be done or whatever. And I think that's where Job is. He's and instead of his friends being here to help him and help him recover, help him try to get better. They just keep trying to sink him lower. And um, he addresses that. I mean, in verse 10, he says, as for you all, do ye return and come now? I think he's saying, would you guys just please leave? Because he says, for I cannot find one wise man among you. And it's like Job says, I know I'm going to die. Um, I'm ready to die. I wish death would come. But you guys are making the whole process worse. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's Job's body's decaying. Um, to the worm oh, yeah. thou art my mother and my sister. It's like Job is there at the what he feels like is the door of death and has no hope and says, you know, there's no sense in anybody hoping because they're going to rest together in the dust. <laughs> the yeah. rest will be together in the dust. Yeah. But Job, I think it's just saying, guys, please just leave me alone. Let me die in peace. Yeah. As I think that he just wants to be left alone and so that god can do what god's going to do to him job surrendered to death at this point i yes. don't think that's a that's a question job just is like guys you're not my friends please just leave me alone and let let god do what he's going to do with me in peace
0: yeah and i i think you know coming right out of the chute uh my breath is corrupt my days are extinct the graves are ready for me he thinks he's dead he thinks you know hey it's it's over you know, it's over, sure. it's over right now. Uh, he goes on to talk about, I was the guy that people celebrated. I was the guy sure. that people wanted to be like. I was the, you know, I was the guy. I was Job, man. People wanted to be Job. I, I had the, you know, I had the uh, The best steers. I had the best camels. I had the best horses. I had the best kids. I had, you know, the best servants. I had every. You know, in Job's mind, I'm sure, you know, I think people are really hard on Job. And one thing I don't want to be during this study is hard on Job. Job fell pretty far, you know, and uh, this isn't judgment because of something Job did. We've mentioned this just about every uh, broadcast lately. But I mean, Job's judgment is because sins in the world and because the devil uh, wanted to challenge Job. And Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't something because of what Job did. Job doesn't know that. Uh, Job doesn't have the, you know, the first few chapters of, of the book of Job. He... He doesn't, he doesn't know the end game. He doesn't have, uh, you know, what's happening here. But I think, you know, I think I keep, to me, it keeps coming back to this. It keeps coming back to the treatment of friends. You know, we have a responsibility, and I don't know why it keeps coming back to this, but I think we have a responsibility to be kind. I think we have a responsibility to help out the brethren. I think we have a responsibility to cheer up the jobs of the world. And, and I think going over there telling him he's no good isn't helping but I think job too i think we also have a responsibility when though you know when and if those terrible times come uh when you're sitting all alone and the end days are near and and, and those terrible times come we also have a responsibility to keep our record in heaven like he said in chapter 16 and and so with all this going on stephanie and and all that job has had to say and All the different things going on, you know. We look out here at a world that's just crazy, and and thinks God and His Word are are at best a dream or uh, a vision of somebody. I mean, what do we say to that marginal Christian who's listening to us right now, and they're and they're just blown away that we're talking about this guy who, you know, lost everything, shaved his head, put on the robe, the ashes sackcloth, lost his kids, lost his farm, lost his animals. you know, miserable is three friends are the biggest jerks who ever lived. But what do you say?
1: I think we have to go back to what is our foundation for life built on. And, um, you know, if God's allowing you to go through a trial in your life, it's going to be a refiner's fire. Job was a perfect and upright man. All of those things that God described to him, um, all those adjectives God used back at the beginning of the book, and Job still talks about being put through the refiner's fire and coming forth as gold and when none of us are going to be perfect and all of us God wants to create each of an, in each of us more of who he is he wants to make each of us be more transformed into his image and i think a key to getting through a trial like Job was going through here is being willing to be a living sacrifice yeah and Um, The key to getting through trial is being where Job came at different times as we've read about, you know, he says, though ye slay me, yet will I trust him. And in verse 19, there's a beautiful verse where he says, for I know that my redeemer liveth. and, And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. And our focus is going to be on something particular. and the world looks to drugs the world looks to alcohol um anything they can suicide sometimes becomes that outlet of how to cope yeah with something that's traumatic and hiding you know that's where ptsd symptoms classic ptsd things of the apathy different ways that people try to either cope or deal with these things and remembering that our hope is in heaven yeah and If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, He is your all in all. And you learn that more in a trial than you do any other time when it's you and God. And if you don't keep your eyes fixed on Him, you won't make it. And Job has the ups and downs. He's a human being. He's been through more catastrophic things um, than I can even imagine. But Job constantly is coming back around as he did... Um, in verse 16, where he says, you know, my record is in heaven. That's where my witness is. And he keeps coming back to the fact that God is his foundation. That's yeah. the bottom one. Yeah, you
0: yeah. know what? You know what's constantly going on here is the, the three stooges. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, you, you know, these guys, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, uh, their life is about, they're trying to explain a gospel of retribution. And I remember that in a seminary. And that's what just came. It's funny how, you know, I learned a bunch of things in the seminary. And I said to myself, will I ever use these things the rest of my life? But one of the things that we talked about, so here's living proof. And uh, and so I say to you, Dr. Yoho, even though you're not listening, I love you like a relative, man. Here I am talking about the doctrine of retribution, which is uh, the gospel of retribution, which is this concept that, everything God does to us is retribution for something we've done to someone else or something we've done against God. It's this whole idea that the entire world uh, goes round in circles on what we've done against people or what people have done against us. And and that's the idea. That's what's going on here. And uh, Mm -hmm. I I think there's some significance here. I I think that, uh, you know, Job continually saying that hey guys you guys are lousy friends man i my record with god is all right i'm i'm praying i assure you my heart's pure and i think with that word he's speaking a lot of things you know i was i was right with my wife i was right with my kids this isn't this wasn't a swatch made because of something i did this wasn't something that happened because of something i did it's not about retribution it's about what god has for me but but the other thing is you know job's wrong here and we've all been there uh, but, you know, Job uh, thinking he's going to die, that right now the graves are open for him. That right now, you know, at this point of the book of Job, uh, Job thinks it's all over. He's, he's probably saying, God, if you're going to take me, take me right now so these three clowns don't keep going. And, uh, and I, I don't blame him for that. I mean, I remember that I was in the army with a lady and uh, we were at a conference with, there about about 100 people at the conference and someone mentioned to me, I knew her briefly. And, uh, but somebody mentioned to me that uh, she had had an uh, inoperable brain tumor and they were processing her out of the army. So I wanted to make sure I went over and talked to her and I, I found out she was a Christian, but there was a guy up speaking and he was the worst speaker at the conference. And uh, she was sitting behind me and at the tables and I was taking some notes and she made the comment to me. She said, uh, this is what she said. She said, "God." if you're going to kill me anyway, would you make it right now so I don't have to listen to the rest of this class? (laughs) And uh, I think think that's where... And uh, the the lady did go to heaven. She was saved. uh, And it was probably six months later or something after they discharged her from the army. But I'm thinking as I look at this, you know, Job's in a place that, man, these guys are just out to hurt me. These guys are out to make me look bad. These guys are out to... Uh, somehow hurt me, change me, make me worse. And and uh, I don't know, have you met people like that, Stephanie, that every single time you see them, every single time you make contact with them, you're in your trial, Charles has been killed, life is upside down, you don't have your own house. Did you come across Eliphaz's? Did you come across Bildad's? Did you come across Zophar's? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And um, as you've said before, when you deal with these with as build Bildad kind of people, they will be people that you love very often. They yeah. will be people that you are trying to trust, that you are wanting a relationship with. Job loved these guys. Yeah, And, um, he had tried to, obviously there had been what he viewed as a relationship status. He had viewed these guys as friends and, um, Yeah, having dealt with these kind of people, they bring a stress level into your life that you don't need um, when you're in the midst of trauma. You don't need when you're in the midst of dealing with enough other issues. And the sad thing here is Job, we know, I'm sure, was already struggling with survivor's guilt. He was already dealing with, he was a human, just like we're humans. So I, I guarantee you he was dealing with, God, why did you take my kids and leave me I guarantee yeah. you that was going through his mind and then these wonderful friends i mean we read earlier one of them accuses his kids of being in sin i mean they don't just attack Job, they attack his dead children yeah and people stink, man. yeah <laughs> yeah and so i really um i think a huge thing to come away from this is keep your you have to keep your eyes on the lord in the yeah. midst of trials, if you're going to get through them.
0: Yeah.
1: Your identity cannot be wrapped up in yeah. What even your friends are saying about you to you or behind your back. Yeah. Because they may not really be your friends. And if you have quote unquote friends, when you're in the midst of a trial, God has a way of revealing who your friends are and who they aren't. Yeah. And God has revealed things that I'm like, did I really have to find that out? But I needed to find out because you can't trust people like that. And so um go to the Lord to seek his direction seek his help but be willing to stand up to those people and get away from them because if you are dealing with these kind of people in your life they will drive you deeper and deeper and deeper into the hole just like these friends were doing with Job yeah and that's not a good situation
0: it's not and 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 I'll tell you something uh i think I, you know my personal opinion here is you know, what's the application uh, to 2020? I think you just hit that or beyond. What's the application? The application is there are people out there that are uh, fun suckers. They suck the fun right out of your life there. They suck the joy right out of your life. They they take anything that's good and they make it bad. They uh, You know, that Mary Tyler, saw, uh, Mary, Mary Tyler Moore show, Who Can Take a Nothing Day. With them, it's who can take a great day. And uh, uh, totally ruin it. It was after how you would sing the song. Those people are out there, and I guess you know, folks, we got to shut them down. Now, if you're married to them, you got to get some biblical counsel with them. God doesn't want anybody getting a divorce or breaking up or anything like that. But there are fun suckers out there, and uh, I, I just, I just want you to know that you serve a great God that provides the peace that passeth all understanding and that gives the joy. That you see from that jailer there at the in uh, uh, Philippi, writing the letters to Philippi in Rome, Paul, and God gives you that kind of joy. He's still giving joy. God's still handing out joy. God's still saving people. God's still changing lives. You still get to go to heaven, no matter which way you go out, the hard way or the easy way, whether it be a trumpet or shout or uh, a passing on. Uh, let me tell you something. You know there there's still joy. Uh, there, there's there's uh, How does that old song go? There's joy, joy, joy down in my heart, right? Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, there's
1: joy in serving Jesus or I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And he loves that
0: song. Joy, 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 joy down in my heart. See, I can't sing. And, uh, but anyway, listen, folks, as we close up today, if we get anything out of uh, this Friday's podcast, and that's this, listen, God's there for you. He's your joy. He's your identity. He's your life. He's the one you go to. He's the guy who can change everything. Don't worry about your friends changing everything. Give that to God. And your true friends will be standing right next to you. And your true friends will be sitting right next to you. And your true friends will be the ones that lift you up when you're falling down. The the ones that show up with that... uh, Grande five pump chai, extra hot, no water. Those are the people you can count solid. Those are the people you can write down. Hey, listen, take a few minutes and listen to this important message on salvation. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners, the Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart, that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in our heart, that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.